to put a warning on today's podcast episode. We've got another guest. It's a Wednesday. Usually somebody outside the fam, but still always welcome on the podcast. Somebody outside the fam is uh, on today. Round two with Mary Bill Yu from The Blade. Mary has lots of content in The Blade uh, on their website. I use The Blade New Slide app. The Blade New Slide is the first app I open up every morning as I go to drink my coffee. And Mary has like multiple pieces of content in there. Um, she is not the food critic, and I asked her this in our discussion. She's very specific with me because she's not gonna. She's not there to blast a place or anything like that, but she has so many great things um, to share recipes, local food spots, food trucks, places to shop. I was so excited to catch up with Mary again. Round two, and I'll this will be the tease. Round three will happen before too long. From the blade, please follow her and her work. Mary Bill you. Hi there. Hey, how are you doing today? I am amazing and I am excited. I'm I'm I could be I'm tickled. By what? The fact that we get to talk again. I know. <laughs> Were you as excited Thank you as, for inviting me. Of course. I mean, like, stuff happened between last time and now, and... I know. I we're, we're rolling, so this is this is fresh and this is hot, but welcome back. Thank you so very much. No, we had a great time. Yeah. Sometimes, like, like we said before, sometimes you just find your people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you You're, just connect right away. Well, and we're going to dive right into that in a second. But first, let me just give you a heads up. Um, okay. I might have to say, hold on, I have to cut a traffic report. And I might have to, to do that pending And you might roads. have to cut a traffic report. Look, okay. at, that. Look at that, how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I hope people are being safe out on the roads today. People, I don't know if you've been driving around, but the roads were, were slick this morning. But people were being careful. So I was pleased. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah, I've, I'm fortunate. I had a photo shoot today for the food page. So I've been I've been prepping for that instead of going out, but I'm supposed to go out tomorrow. So I'm hoping the roads are still clear and people are behaving themselves. You'll uh, you'll be fine. You still have family back out east, right? No, actually, I don't. We oh. were the we were the outliers. Everybody else was in the Detroit area. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't uh, caught up with my dad yet to see how much snow they've gotten. I was going to ask. Yeah. I was going to ask because it's supposed to be bad there, but not as bad as further north. I believe so. Yeah, I also have friends in. Are you familiar with the Lehigh Valley, like Allentown, Bethlehem? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, they. That could were, be interesting. They were they they're in that spot where they could get eighteen inches. They could get yep. eight. So better uh, better the East Coast than us. Oh, definitely. It's if you can just sit with a cup of cocoa and watch it, like you're in a snow globe. The snow is gorgeous. Then you have to walk in it, drive in it, shovel it, and then and, you know when the dogs come, and it's it's yep. it's not as pretty. It's uh, I, I I my theory is that everybody likes this kind of weather through December, but then once the holidays pass, everybody comes to my my line of thinking of it's miserable for all the reasons you just illustrated. That's it, because it's it's January, it's February, it's much of March, even the first weekend in April sometimes. Yeah. And you know the the it's like you know when you when women have multiple children, you kind of forget the first childbirth and the pain, and then you have another one. You're like, oh man, that that's what that was like. And it's the same with winter. We've not had the snow for nine, ten months. Oh look, isn't it pretty? Oh, and, and but then too, like you say, you know, the holidays, the, the excitement of maybe having a white Christmas, all of that feeds into it and it's beautiful. And then after that, it's it's just, oh God, we've got winter and we've yeah. got all of winter and it's cold and it's wet and it's dreary and it's dismal. 
so yes, it it is December snow is definitely a different thing. Um, let's uh, let's let's stay on the East Coast, and I I ask okay. for as, as much candor as you can <laughs> as you can give me. Um, you you do you are you the food crit? I mean, you're you eat, you try things, but you're not super critical. That's not your thing, right? I do not. What my official title is food editor, and I guess if you really want to broaden that, food editor and features writer, because I do write okay. some things sometimes beyond the food pages, but I'm not a critic either. Got it literally in terms of my title or in terms practical terms of what I do in my job or even just personally I like to think of myself as an enthusiast not okay. a critic and it's funny ever it, especially since we spoke um, or I, I did start to pay pay more attention to things uh, to your content but there, ever since we spoke I'm like God Mary's got more things in the blade than anybody else <laughs> but I think Nikki Gorney beats me and and probably some of the some of the, the, particularly the football writers with everything that's been going on yeah. with the Michigan Ohio State game, but, but yeah, there there are times when I feel like like I'm just you know immersed in deadlines because the, there are so many things going on. The, but then at the same time, I meet so many interesting people and I learn so many interesting things. Yeah, that, that's why like I, I I do this podcast and the stuff on the air. I mean, it's important to have as much content as you can. You know that, but. Like when I meet interesting people, I want to talk to them in this in this in this kind of setting. Um, so yeah, um, uh, let me ask the question. Did have you, you ever talked to? I'm sorry, but just before you change topics, sure, sure. Have you ever talked to Russell? I presume it's Rising. He was just Russell, so I didn't actually get to the pronunciation of his last name. Whom I spoke to for my remembrance of John Lennon. He's a retired UT professor. So interesting. I did not. Um, oh, and- you need. To talk to him. That's not my thing, but if you say they're interesting, I'll give it a go. I flopped with with Chavez, though. Really? Yeah. I just think I'm not his cup of tea. Although he had something today well, that caught was, my eye. He thought it was really interesting that you want that you did, wanted to speak with him. I think you should just do it. Okay. You guys right. should just do it. He did have something today that, that caught my eye, but uh, and, and I'll get you. I'll get the Russell person from you after the fact. But let me dive in. Did you did you get the big slice? We did yesterday. Yes, we did. All right, hit me with it, because uh, full full disclosure here, you weren't a big fan the first time. A big slice? No, I had never been there before. Oh, I thought you said you. What was the one that we talked about? And you said you didn't like it a whole lot. Um. There was um, a place you said you didn't like it. And I thought it was Big Slice. No, because we had to. We actually, I have a whole saga about Big Slice, and it was good. <laughs> it was good. It's not their fault. Um, but yes, I have a whole story to tell about them. So no, we'd never been there because I had to use the GPS, and that's part of my story. Okay. Um, some of the local, some of the local favorites, the ones that 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 other people tend to to rate more highly, tend to be lower on my scale. How's that? I'm like the... as soon as I see a pizza, a round pizza that's cut in squares, I know that's somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> Village idiot. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> look, I have I have no disrespect for the village idiot. I love that bar and the mm-hmm. pe- and but people before I got there, people did rave about it, and it was fine. It's just not what we like. Yes, yes, because we have similar tastes. So that's why we went to Big Slice because because you have that you know that whole East Coast East Coast um, taste bud and taste memory thing going on. Such that when we talked last time and we talked about Stubborn Brother and we were talking about the the foldability and the crisp and the drip and then you had even mentioned the flour underneath. So like yeah. I know I know you know your stuff. So so we went to Big Slice 
and we called in the order. Um, but because we'd not been there, we just wanted to make sure, do we go up Jackman? Do we go up Detroit? There's this whole traffic circle thing, and I won't even get started on how much I hate those. So, so we pulled the GPS out just to make sure we knew where we were going. But it says the official address is on Newcastle Drive or whatever it yeah. is officially. And so the GPS says turn on that. So we cross Alexis and turn on that. And we're like seeing Super Fitness and some other sort of strip ball and, and all this stuff. And I'm looking left and I'm looking right and I'm looking at my phone, which is the cardinal sin. And I started to feel queasy. So I finally called them. We're sitting in the parking lot at the AAA on Alexis. And I call them like, dude, where are you people? We cannot find you. The GPS is sending us all over town. And he said, we're right next to, to AAA. Their front door is on Alexis. And had we simply turned on Alexis, we would have found them. But because the GPS had us come in through the back, it was a whole saga. So I didn't actually try the pizza last night, <gasps> although my boyfriend and his daughter loved it. Okay. Um, I But they were nice and they saved me a piece. So I had it this morning. I had it as my snack uh, before the photo shoot and I warmed it up. And as soon as I pulled it out, you know, when you see melted mozzarella, it, it kind of melts and it kind of blends and it's and it, it sort of creates this blanket. Whereas a melted sort of a Parmesan, a drier cheese, almost has a little bubbling. So I saw this sort of bubbling on the top and, and I could see the little drips and I say this with love, the little sort of drips of grease and I smelled it and I said to Craig, I said, it smells like home. Because <laughs> it did, it smelled just like home. And so I picked it up and it had the good fold and the crisp and the little point dripped and there was the little drip of grease. So it was everything you said it was. So good. thank you, thank you, thank you. It yeah, was. Yeah, I was excited. It and and, we, and it's out of our way, but it's worth going back for. Yeah, yeah. They were, uh, Mo, I, I guess is the owner. Uh, we, we've mm -hmm. been working on this and I asked him as we were doing this on Friday night, I was like, I know you're on the apps, but do they just not see me or you don't show up because I'm too far? He's like, yeah, but he, he personally uh, delivered it to me and that was very kind. Wow. That and is very nice. He, he said it was he you know he enjoyed listening to the show. It's the least he could do. And 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 I'm not, you know, fluffing him up. People know I, <laughs> I tell like it is. It was really, yeah. really good. And it is. I, I put it right there in the maybe if I had to do if you if you put a if you put an anchovy to my head, I would say stubborn brother of the of the three is 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 the best, the one I'd go with. But really mm -hmm. it Mama Mary's and Big Slice, all all are this holy trinity of East Coast pizza, and each one has something different, but they all remind me of home, and they're all delicious. Yes. yes. See, that's it. It's it's about home. Now, did you try uh, Rob Campbell's Side Hustle yet? I haven't made it there yet. I haven't had a lot of Gotta progress. Haven't had a lot of progress in, in, in a couple weeks. Um, let's see. I did that uh, I, when I was uh, in COVID quarantine. I forced myself, I, and I might have told you this, we were talking about Crazy Philly, um, yeah. and I was like, you know what, let me make sure I have my taste buds, so I ordered Crazy Philly. There you go, that's a, good, <laughs> that's a worthy adventure. Yeah, um, and I haven't made up much much groundwork on that stuff, but I know we had, we had other things to talk about. One, I'm glad you like Big Slice, and two, yeah. um, I didn't expect the drama to unfold on that post, but thank you for... And this is why we connect. Like, I, mm -hmm. it bugs me when it's like, I'm never going back there because something happened one time in your first time. Like, 
You know, yeah. things happen. People have bad days. In fact, uh, Mo said, you know, he's been super busy, so there's, he needs a better oven, and it's a good problem yeah. to have. But, like, give people an well, see, opportunity. That's the thing I saw with Mishigas on there about, you know, somebody saying that there was a problem and then somebody saying that Mo had reached out to them, which was really, really kind and gracious of him, and then somebody else saying, I'm never going back. But as I said on that, on my, you know, my post on, on your post, Sometimes the oven is on the on the fritz. Sometimes somebody calls in or just doesn't show up to work. You know, sometimes things happen and and it it prevents you from putting out your best product. I you, you know, so like I, as I said before and I say all the time, um but still people think I do the restaurant reviews and I don't do bill of fare. But those who do bill of fare have to go back at least twice because you have to give them a chance. If you have the same problems a second time, clearly that's a problem and it's the culture. But it may be that the first time, just for whatever reason, a delivery wasn't made, whatever, and they were out a couple of things, but the next time they're just falling all over themselves, you know, making a wonderful experience for you. You gotta give them another chance. Now I admit there have been some times when I've had some bad experiences and it's taken me maybe a year to work up the motivation to go back, but I do go back. Yeah. That's the only fair thing to do. Yeah, I, I treat it like a, how I treat uh, my tipping. I think I'm a pretty generous tipper, and you know you know me well enough. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I can be pessimistic or realist, and if I do get bad service, I still tip well because maybe that person, maybe something happened in their relationship. Maybe there was a cancer diagnosis. Maybe they got into an accident before they came into work, and yeah. maybe me giving them a quality tip will be something that spins their day around because you just, you just don't know. That's it. You just you just don't know, and especially in the service industry, where your goal is to not dump your problems on other people, you don't you don't have any idea what's going on behind the scenes. Now, if they still have a problem the second time, then you know, then like there are a couple of places I'll be honest um, that that have turned into family jokes. We tell the story <laughs> over and over again, but you got to give people a chance. Um, I saw your stuff this morning because I start my, my day every day with some coffee and I, the first app I open is the new slide app and I saw your stuff and I was going to, uh, I was going to, um, ask, I was going to read it and then come up with questions, but I, I literally stopped. I emailed myself the article and I just wanted to let you riff from there. So it was a, it's, Uh it's for brunch, but I, the phrase I saw where I stopped and I'm just like, we'll pick it up with that. Santa Clausmopolitan? It's not my recipe. I just thought it was. I don't care. So cute. <laughs> I don't care. You look. And I've never heard of it until. Then. I like to play with words, so I admire that one. <laughs> yeah. So this was so a. It's, it's, this just, a br- it's a cosmopolitan, but you festive it up a bit. I love it. Okay. Okay. So all right. So just a regular cosmopolitan. Cl- cosmopolitan. But pigs in the blanket festively as well. They're so they're they're. They're, they're so simple. You take the little cocktail weenies, you wrap them in puff pastry, you sprinkle a little everything bagel seasoning on top, you bake them. The puff pastry does all the work. They puff up, they get golden, they get gorgeous, they get crispy. And then you just put them around a little tub of mustard so that they look like a wreath, put some herbs in there to make it, you know, a little bit of greenery. They're so gorgeous. And I always say, you can never have enough pigs in blankets or deviled eggs. Make three times as many as you're planning because everybody eats those. Okay. I like it. Everybody and, loves those. And there's some other things in this year today. Uh, kiwi Christmas tree and what was the candy cane? A caprese candy cane. Cap- caprese salad, yeah. So all you have, so you, you know, you, 
you can't just eat the puff pastry and, you know, and cookies and stuff. Um, you can, you know, you got to have some fruits, you got to have some vegetables, a little bit of protein, um, round out your meal. But, but again, you know, the, the, all you do is slice the kiwi and arrange it so it looks like a Christmas tree. Sprinkle some pistachios and pomegranate seeds. It's, it's idiot proof. It's easy. It's inexpensive. It's nutritious. It's colorful. It's festive. It's everything you want. And the caprese salad, who doesn't love caprese salad? The beautiful ripe tomatoes. Now, granted, you know, I admit that a December tomato is not quite a, you know, an August tomato. But still, tomatoes, the beautiful creamy fresh mozzarella, a little drizzle of balsamic vinegar so you get that sweet tartness contrasting, um, some fresh basil. It's so simple. I mean, this is something you can assemble in five minutes before you start doing your present opening or whatever, whatever you're going to do this year. I was going to say, you know, before your guests come over, but yeah. your guests aren't supposed to come over, so we're not exactly. going to do that. Exactly, exactly. I'm not encouraging that. Um, I, I again, I didn't plan for any of this stuff. I figured we just have a conversation. I do have one question I want to ask you. Um, mm -hmm. I'll save that. That's a, it's just a general food thing. Always makes for a good discussion. Kind of like it, uh, it, it, it can be as fiery as candy corn stuff. Um, yeah. I, I want you to, uh, to add, if you have any questions for me, but before we get to that, uh, thank you for the peanut butter recommendation. That was going to be my question for you. Did you try the peanut butter? I have not because, you know, I was running errands this morning and then I did I, my homework. I know, I know, I know you did. So here, I, I, I goofed up and uh, peanut butter or something... I always have because it makes for a great snack because I can just take, you know, a, a, a teaspoon of it and shove it in my mouth and it, and it, it satiates me. Um, but I, I messed up as I was piling all this stuff up. And thank you for the great recommendation, by the way. And I'm glad I was able to get it um, at Where Kroger. did you get it? Kroger. Okay. I, I got it at Kroger, uh, the Spring Meadows one. It wasn't the exact ah. one, but it was the same that, that you suggested, but it was the same company. And, it was the same brand, yeah. Yeah, like, like I told you, and I thought I might have... Uh, uh, hit a nerve when you didn't reply back, but I figured you just got taken to something else. Virginia peanuts. I can't believe that I've I've taken so long to come around with them. Like, the oh, I don't know. Maybe I missed that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I the Virginia peanuts and like hell yeah to yeah. the Confederacy. Like wow, they're <laughs> they are so good. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. But uh, to the point, I forgot to turn the jar upside down, so it wasn't okay. ready for me to dive in when I was looking for a snack earlier this morning. All right. I will forgive you then, because I understand that. you got to turn the jar upside down to get all the oil mixed back in. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you get oil and a lump of lard, yep. and it's not as good. <laughs> Usually, um, the, the Smuckers, all natural, is always a good go-to, but I, uh, for like a, brand, a brandless kind, Fresh Times... Fresh thyme peanut butter, the crunchy, is really mm -hmm. good. Like it's a high quality peanut butter for a, for a store brand. That I usually and have. Have you gotten the Phoenix Food Co-op's fresh ground? Uh, no. All right, because the photographer Jetta Fraser, who was here uh, to do the photo shoot, we were talking about the peanut butter. Um, as I was not quite shooing her out the door, but realized, <laughs> oh, I better, I better, <laughs> I better get myself ready because I got to go talk. Um. And she had recommended the the Phoenix Food Co-op. Not familiar with it. On Sylvania, the not, Phoenix Earth Food Co-op. Oh, you know what? I think I have heard of it, um, but I'll put it on the list. I'll check it put out. On, they are, are such a small space, and they have such an amazing array of of foods. They have organic foods, vegan foods, um, what we would consider sort of health foods. They they have fair trade foods. The service is impeccable they are the kindest nicest people so helpful 
Um, I was there doing a story one time and a woman came in who'd only moved to town like that week. She had a thousand questions. They answered all thousand questions, helped her find things, gave her recommendations to help her get settled in town. They are amazing. Sylvania Food Co-op? The, the Phoenix Earth Phoenix. Food Co-op on Sylvania. Okay, got it. Over in Five Points. Um, you said fresh ground. My yeah. uh, my gripe with fresh ground when I've gotten it like from Fresh Time or uh, or uh, Fresh Market is it, it's kind of I know it's wonderful for me. There's so few ingredients, mm-hmm. but it's kind of bland for me. Well, then you get to then you get to to make it your own. Add yeah. a little bit of sea salt or cayenne or whatever you want to do to it. Okay. Scoop a little bit out, and you can have a sweet variation or a or a more savory variation. I'm uh I'm super excited to to try yours though, and uh, not in like a a protein shake, but maybe a sandwich or just a, a dollop yes. of it. So I'm very excited. So thank there you is, for that. There is hard you're hard pressed to beat an old fashioned the PB and J. I love peanut butter, and I love peanut butter sandwiches. Okay. Uh, it's a peanut butter is a staple of my, I would say, yeah, it's a staple of my diet. Like I said, I was disappointed in myself. I, my, I got my shopping, um, errands all out of whack and I was running low last week. And if, if there is no peanut butter in any of my, uh, cabinets, uh, I don't know, small children in Antarctica get decapitated or something. Now, when you make a peanut butter sandwich, what do you make it with? What do you put with it? What kind of bread, jam, marshmallow, whatever? I don't have bread in my home often at all in in fact mm-hmm. lately though i've had some bagels um I, I just it was one of the things i took out when i was trying to to cut down on some weight because i know there can be some empty calories in bread it's not a carb thing so whatever i've got i was doing wraps for a while um mm-hmm. i actually what i use peanut butter the most for and, and it's important because i will so i get a, a tablespoon and a half and I slice up some apples or an apple Ooh, yeah. and I dip into the peanut butter. Some peanut butters, and this is important too, this comes back to your suggestion, because some peanut butters melt better than others yeah. and they're not good for scooping. But that's how, how I usually do my peanut butter outside of like protein shakes, apples. That's a good choice. Now, what kind of apple? Uh, Red Delicious is my pretty much my go-to, but uh, my backup is a uh, good solid Granny Smith. Okay, yeah. I love the tartness of the Granny Smith. Yeah. Um, okay, so can we switch from peanut butter? Absolutely. Ta- but you'll let me know how I, you like absolutely. it. Absolutely. And gotta, be honest. You, you gotta be get, honest. I will, I will. You got to give me your, I have to get your number uh, so we can, are you a good texter? Because I know you're not online because of Great British Bake Off or something. Well, Bake Off is over. So okay. I'm on, I'm on, um, I'm, I'm online better now. Okay. Um, but I'm better on Facebook than I am on Twitter. And you would think a food person would be on Instagram, but I half the time I forget that I I have an account. Um, uh, I'm good with email. I'm good with texting because I have my phone with me 24-7. Me too. Me too. I'll grab your number. Um, I don't think you chimed in on this, but I I have also on and off been looking for... um, different salsas and I, I think I've bought like every store brand I can in the in the area yeah. not store brand but what's offered in our stores and as some people were helping me out there they tipped me off to there are other flavors that we seemingly don't get here of brands that I buy which made me a little disappointed mm-hmm. so where are you with salsa um I I can't say that I'm a huge salsa connoisseur okay um like I'll have it in the house if we're going to be eating something that would warrant it. But 
but I'm not someone who just goes and buys salsa to dip chips into. Um, so I'm generally not so much of a fan of the jarred grocery store salsas, though if I was going to pick one of those, I like a salsa verde. I like the green salsa rather than the, the okay. traditional more red. Um, it's it's brighter. It's It's got more tartness to it. Um, but we have a lot. We have a lot of local salsa purveyors. Yeah. Um, Willie's is the first one that's coming to mind. Um, now, are you talking salsa branching off into hot sauces? Because there's no. angry Irishmen. There's, no. there's a lot of others of those. No, okay. just straight salsa. I One of my, uh, my guilty pleasure snacks mm-hmm. uh, that keeps me from achieving my uh, my fitness goals is uh, <laughs> I, I get a bowl of chips. And I can also offer some, some good chip suggestions as well. Um, mm-hmm. I do a bowl of chips and then I put some cheese or the fake cheese now that I have to eat on top of it. And then I put salsa on top of that. Okay. And microwave it. Because you got to get the whole melty, gooey, yeah. warm thing going uh, on. Are you when when it comes to, to to nachos or chips? Are you a you want a long plate or do you want them piled high? This could be a relationship breaker. <laughs> um, there's beauty in both. I would say that just as a matter of course, I tend to pile them high. Thank you. <laughs> So tell me why you're, what are your pros and cons for all of those? Somebody told me, and I had never heard this, I was truly incredulous a couple of years ago when I was working with someone who was like, yeah, you've, it's got to be in a long plate so all of the, the toppings can be mm-hmm. on each chip. Right. See, that's one of the beauties of that, if that's what you're going for. It hasn't been piled high enough. There are not enough calories if it's not a mountain of... Of and, and you need a fork to eat the nachos. And I don't know if there's any place around here like that. I have a picture that I saved with me because I'm that person and you know what that person is from, what was it? Uh, Margaritaville down in Universal. Uh, we, oh, we had yeah. it. And it, it, it was, it's the perfect mountain of, uh, of nachos. And because there's so many toppings, it's impossible to have a naked chip because you need a fork. And mm-hmm. ever since, like, I'm I'm all mountain. I don't want any flatland chips. Now, see, the thing is, though, is, like, I can see the rationale, you know, be, be, of making sure that that each chip is covered and that, that, you know, each chip is sort of the same. You have a little bit of each thing. But one of what I would consider the beauties of the mound is that each bite is different. Yeah. And, like, I see that, like, with... Um, with a salad, say, or particularly with a chopped salad. I tend to chop things in much larger pieces. My boyfriend tends to prefer more of the, the small dice because he wants a little bit of everything in the forkful, and that's great because you get that whole blend of flavors and textures. But I kind of like the larger pieces, or back to nachos, I like the mound, because every bite is different. So on this one, you might get some refried beans and some olives and some cheese, and on that one, you get a hit of the jalapeno with the salsa and maybe the, the chorizo. And, and, and it keeps it interesting because it's not just the same old bite every single time. And if by some chance your chip is underdressed, um, you can just dip it back into the pile. Yes. yes, indeed. And sometimes I want the guacamole. Sometimes I want the sour cream. Sometimes I want both. So I like the variety. I'm, I'm all about the variety. 
Um, let me let me stick with like uh, like food behaviors. Here's another one that it, it, this isn't a deal breaker for me, but I will defend myself with my okay. my take. When I do, uh, let let's go to create. We'll go back to crazy Philly, and yes. uh, let's say I got their general Sal's fries. Um, Those are so good. They, they sound so crazy, but they're so good. Yeah, you're you're right. I'm like general sounds, and I've I've heard of things like that before, but I've never actually tried it. So I, it, it was it was delicious, and I just want like a heart attack in a styrofoam plate mm-hmm. or, or whatever. However you're getting it, but whenever if I'm doing cheese fries, chili fries, whatever it is, um, I put ketchup on that. I'm not a dipper. Oh, okay. So you you drizzle. I don't. I don't drizzle. I. I don't do anything small. I douse. Okay. <laughs> so you put ketchup even on chili fries. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, yeah, I want to feel the blockages happening. Okay. But yeah, I go all in for like. Ch- ch- now I'm, I'm thinking in terms of the, the the flavors. I don't see chili and ketchup, and I say this understanding as I'm saying it. That there are tomatoes and ketchup and there are tomatoes and chili and so they should work but i think of like because i think then of chili dog and i put mustard and and no ketchup should touch a hot dog so then i'm transferring that to like chili fries and i see chili and onions and cheese but i don't i don't see ketchup works for me which is not to say there's anything wrong with it i just mm-hmm. i hadn't thought about it yeah, it, it works for me, but I was more going. My my the the overall arching question was: Are you a dipper yeah. or you're a dipper? Um, or does it depend? It again, it depends. You know, it depends on on what I'm eating, where I'm eating, am I eating at home, where it doesn't matter how how my manners are, right? <laughs> or does it matter? You know, whether I need to make some sort of you know public presentation of myself, which is not to say, I, ha- I have to say I'm, I'm one of those people who doesn't like sit in my jammies, uh, you know, shoveling cereal, you know, pouring milk in the cereal box and just drinking out of the box. You know, I tend to be a little anal retentive about my manners anyway, thanks to how I was raised. Um, but there are definitely more casual home manners versus public manners. Sure. Yeah. Um, what are you, uh, where do you work? I know it's the end of the year, so maybe you have like end of year or holiday stuff, but what's I've on your, so much, so much. Oh my God. The end of the year. Give me, oh. give me some of those things, but also what you've got an eye on to go try out in the new year. Um, in terms of stories, um, well, it's the end of the year is a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun food at the holidays. And in many ways, it's almost easier because I know Thanksgiving is coming. I know Hanukkah is coming. I know Christmas Eve is coming. I know New Year's Eve is coming. So then you look at the calendar. Well, December 23rd is just two days before Christmas. People have already ordered their their spiral hams. They're, you know, they've already done their baking. So that's too late to do the big Christmas dinner story, which is why we did it today with the whole Christmas buffet. Mm-hmm. So people have time to to still plan and shop and make their, their arrangements. Um, so then, so then you start filling in the blanks and the same thing with Thanksgiving. You cannot, you have to sort of acknowledge Thanksgiving when your food page is on Wednesday, the day before the holiday. But if you're giving people the full Thanksgiving dinner that day, you're too late. They've already, they've already got something brining in the garage. They're already heating the oil to fry that turkey. So, so a lot of my holiday stories, I can tell you back in September what I'm doing for like the next three months. Um, 
whereas January, I've got some big gaping holes in January. January 6th, um, I'm going to start the year with some of the upcoming food, tr food trends. I want to do a story about the inauguration because both the Biden and Harris families, and this is not a political thing. Um, Everything is not is a political. political thing. Everything is. Um, somebody politicized my ketchup. Really, really. You can make every, you can make anything political. You can buy, you know. And I wrote a story about this a few months ago. You can even buying chocolate chips if you want to make cookies. You're making a political statement. Are you buying what's cheapest because that's what <laughs> say WIC will cover? Is that because you know you're you're at a minimum wage job and you don't make enough money to buy say the the Ghirardelli chocolate? Are you buying fair trade chocolate that? that is certified that it doesn't engage with child labor. Just buying chocolate chips for, for cookies, you, you're making a political statement of some sort, whether it's conscious or whether you're just simply part of that political system. Absolutely, yep. everything is political. I don't dispute that at all. Um, but anyway, but the inauguration food, both families really like to cook. Okay. In fact, I, I heard Kamala Harris uh, being interviewed one time, and she was asked what her favorite app is. She said the New York Times cooking app. Mm. She loves to do, she and, and Dr. Biden, Dr. Biden, I'm going <laughs> to emphasize that, Dr. Biden, um, they both like to do the big Sunday family dinner with family and friends and multi-generations. Whatever your political feelings are, You've got to love that. And so just to, to do something to acknowledge this major um, event in our country that has worldwide ramifications, Inauguration Day is the 20th. It's a Wednesday. It's a food page day. You, i got to have some fun with that. I've just yeah. got to. If they play the Super Bowl, there's always a team-themed <laughs> story. So that's going to be coming up. Um I'm doing snow. I'm doing snowmen. Do you want to build a snowman next week? Because it's two days before Christmas. Plus two, not everybody is celebrating Christmas, as as we who are celebrating Hanukkah know. So so just I I wanted to do something fun that that wasn't overtly religious. I mean I've been doing Christmas cookies every week. We do cookies tonight through November and December. We had the annual Penta holiday sweets cookie and candy bake off. Last week, I did a story about Youngstown cookie tables. There's been so much. I'm getting you ready for Christmas. Please enjoy. Have fun. Merry Christmas. Next week is just fun for everybody. It's sort of food crafts and cute things to make. You uh, you caught my ears with one thing. Uh, What's that? Food trends for next year. Before, yes. before Let me rewind. So what were the food trends going into this year, and did they take off? And then walk me into what we can expect next year. I would, truth be told, I would have to look up my story about that from last year to see what the trends were. But okay. mostly, mostly any predictions and trends that anybody had were just completely sure. blown out of the water by the pandemic. Yeah. I don't think anybody would have envisioned that sourdough bread and banana bread were going to be a trend. <laughs> right. Because if anything, people have been ordering those meal kits like HelloFresh, mm -hmm. um, Blue Apron, where they do all the shopping and the chopping and all you have to do is throw it in a pan and stir it and say that you made dinner. Um, so <laughs> can you tell how much I like those? That's like the people, um, hold on, let me get it. Let me get a dig in. That's like the people who say they read lots of books. You don't, you don't read shit. You're listening to them. As long as you're being exposed to the book, 
Um, I'll grant it, but it is a different experience. Read. It's definitely a different experience. You listened to that book. Yes, you have digested it, but you did not yes. put in the effort to read it. That's true. That's true. And people need to be clear about that. Yeah, hey, that's a nerve. Um, but, uh, but trends, trends but for, yeah. for this so, year? So because the for the trends, um, you know, people have been, those, those meal kit businesses have been just booming and exploding. And I imagine that they've been doing very well this year. People will have been ordering them to be delivered so they don't have to go to the grocery store. But nobody, I think, would have envisioned more home cooking. That would have been the antithesis of any prediction. And yet here people have been, you know, creating sourdough starters. They've been sharing sourdough starters, naming their sourdough starters, feeding their nurse, you know, nurturing them like those old Tamagotchi toys that my son had back in the 90s. And, um, and, and so I think any prediction anybody made was probably wrong this year because we just simply had no idea what was coming. In, the, in coming into the, the next year then, some of the predictions are really interesting. Um, one, as speaking of, of say ketchup, is that because people are eating home more and they're cooking more, but they kind of want to try new things. So companies that, that sell like Penzi Spices, um, and there's a company called Raw Spice Bar where you can sign up for a monthly subscription and they, they take you almost like on little international tours. So you get a little pack of say some Iranian spices and a Peruvian spice blend. And so it's, they're, they're presuming that as people cook more, they want to they want to expand over just the basic comfort foods they've been having and they can't travel, but they can still sort of travel with their taste buds. And so like having, having different condiments um, like peri-peri sauce or the Filipino banana ketchup, things like that, as opposed to just the ketchup mustard or, or you know, Dijon mustard, stadium mustard. We have all these mustards. There's a slew of hot sauces. They go beyond, you know, sriracha and gochujang and all of these that we've become familiar with. There's a whole planet full of different condiments. And so those are those are supposed to be a big trend. You're going to love this one. Detroit style pizza is apparently becoming a trend. I, I've seen this movement where Detroit has tried to to create this or talk about it. And it's centered around buddies, right? Um, yeah, a lot of it is around buddies. But I saw while I was doing some research that according to Yelp, searches about Detroit style pizza are up 52%. So a lot of the buzz that's been coming that they've been trying to get going yeah. seems to be kind of taking hold. What is and I happen to love Detroit style pizza. I don't like the sweet sauces so much. So it's nice then to, to make it at home because you know, because you've had Detroit style pizza. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What, to me, it's 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 square, like almost kind of like Sicilian, I guess, if that's the right way way to go about it. But it's usually square and cut into squares, yeah. which is better than like what you said, circle cut into squares. And I think of yeah. buddies. So, but what what is what is Detroit, Detroit style pizza? So Detroit style pizza is is a is a beautiful thing. So it's a little like Sicilian, um, if people are trying to get a picture of it, and it's a little like. The Chicago deep dish, and yeah. it, you know, it's kind of like a, a very, it's a very thick crust. Um, then you put the the cheese and the toppings on, but then what you do is you put the sauce in strips on top. So what you get from all of this, and there's no rim of crust around the edges, like nor, like you know, normally you would have that like one inch strip of bread around the cheese. The cheese goes all the way to the edge, and you can even buy special pans that um, 
that, that, that really retain the heat well and help to facilitate this. So with the cheese all the way to the edges, they melt and they get caramelized and crispy and burnished and so beautiful. And then that sauce on top, because it's not just sitting, having the cheese melt on it and then the cheese slides off your pizza sometimes because it's got this sea that it's sitting on. Instead, that 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 sauce also gets sort of burnished and caramelized, and and it's it's just it's it's different and familiar kind of all at the same time. Yeah. Now the Detroit pizzas, like you say, Buddy's Buddy's has a very very sweet sauce. When I first tried Buddy's, I didn't like it at all. Um, if you make your own, uh, you can get it. You know, you can take out some of that sugar, or you can you know you're welcome to buy. Uh, a prepared sauce that you like that maybe isn't quite as sweet. But the whole Detroit style thing is so, so good. I love that. The uh, Your tongue and your taste buds, uh, I hope Craig doesn't take this the wrong way, but your tongue <laughs> and taste buds are so intrinsically attuned. It's kind of like I, when I hear people misuse words, like I like I said, I oh, read God, lots of books. No, you don't. You 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 listen to books. Uh, that's your tongue. Like your tongue is my ears and it's incredible how you can pick this up. Now I get it. You this is what you love. You this is your vocation. It's what you're great at and you've trained your tongue to do this, but how you can taste that stuff and 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 like um compartmentalize the sauce from the cheese while you're chewing. That's fascinating. It's, it's your superpower. Well, you're so sweet. Thank you. Because I, I, I see other people and hear other people talking about things and, and teasing out tastes. Um, particularly, like, if you think of, like, the sommelier and, the and they're talking about the, the, you know, the wine experts. Okay. And they're teasing out the oh, acidity. Yeah. And, the, the, and, and, if I and I try to go to wine tastings to learn more. I know I know nothing about wine. Um, I know like three catchwords, but but I try to to pull out where are they getting tobacco and where are they getting cherry, and I'm getting better. I can't say that 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 you could ever ask me for a wine uh, recommendation and I could tell you what it is about it that I like, but. But I am trying to train myself. And that is something that you can do. You know, pay just, attention while just, you're eating. Just keep drinking. You just keep drinking you until go. you figure it out. <laughs> but you know, too, like there are wine tastings and beer tastings that you, where you can compare and contrast the colors, the effervescence, the, um, the sweetness, the tartness. But people don't know that, you, you know, try doing chocolate tastings. Try doing a honey tasting. You know, if you go down to the farmer's market... D's Bees, for example, has everything from from spring honey that almost looks, um, you know, like if you put a lemon in water, like that just tiny faint yellow color, mm-hmm. all the way down to fall honey that looks like molasses. So to just say, oh, I like honey. Yeah, you can say that. And we all sort of have a general notion of, you know, the Pooh Bear bottle of honey. But but there's such depth and breadth to it. And and all these different foods, you know, we go back to peanut butter or, or chips. What kind of what kind of chips do you like in terms of the the taste, in terms of the the texture, the crunch, uh, the salt level? Do you want some lime? Do you want some spice? All of these things, and just just keep eating, and and instead of just kind of shoveling your food in, try to pay attention to to what you're tasting and why you like, say, 
the sauce at Village Idiot versus, say, the sauce at Stubborn Brother? Is it sweeter? Is it spicier? What What is it? And and just focus on that. And it makes you it makes you a better eater. It makes you a more conscientious eater and drinker. When instead of just guzzling. When uh, I, it was, I guess it was Tostitos was the first one. When Tostitos introduced uh, a lime flavor to their salty chips, it was like mm-hmm. the it was like the wheel was re- It's like we la- we landed a, a man on Jupiter. It was like this is the greatest invention. This is what we will show our ancestors. The person that injected lime into Tostitos chips, so good, so addictive. And and, and it's just that little hint of brightness. Now yeah. I like the Ann Arbor Tortilla Factory. Um, I can I have gotten their chips at I, I think at the People's Food Co-op at Market on the Green downtown on um, oh god I'm not going to think of the name of the street now I just know how to get there. Um, they're so thick and they're so crisp and and they make a lime variety too and the brightness and tartness of that makes such a distinctive difference, particularly if you're making like the mound of nachos. Mm. This is the chip is not just a carrier. No. The chip is an integral part of all of this and it complements all the other flavors. Yep, I agree. There's a Detroit place and I can't think of what it is. It's pretty po- I think it's on the west side of town, like Novi Farmington Hills somewhere, and maybe they've they've branched out besides then. And I was so delighted <laughs> the last time I was at uh, the Churchill's over by me and Mall Me, they had that place's chips. And I, for the life of me, I can't remember oh. it, but I remember the bag. And when you said the Ann Arbor place, yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you, I, I will look for this Ann Arbor place. You said they're on Market on the Green, and where else? Market on the Green and the People's Food Co-op, where you're going to get the peanut butter. Yes, I'm. I'm that's on the list. That's definitely. I'm going to hit there before the end of the week. Okay, good. Um, we got to wrap up. I got to I got to hop on a call here in a couple of minutes, but uh, there will no be a part. <laughs> no traffic report. It's all clear. There's something out in Liberty Center, but like that's way oh. way out there. Um, this was a blast. We'll uh, we'll do a three. It's always soon. so much fun talking to you. Yeah, you as well. And uh, if, if if we can see how we feel, but I'm I'm not that I work a lot anyway. But if I could tag along with you, I'm off the week of uh, the week in between Christmas and New Year's. I'd love to like watch you go work or be a part of a story or something like that. All right. Um, we nope. may be taping a cheap eats that week. We'll okay. have to see. That yeah. would be fun. Uh, very cool very cool um thank you again and uh, i'll get this posted up and uh before the end of the day i'm i will likely i think my peanut butter is turned upside down so i'll be able to get a taste and thank you again i hope you love it as much as i do awesome i love you so you could tell Uh, me like you could you could say eat your dog's poop and i'd be like perfect i will give me a second (laughs) with ketchup (laughs) yes awesome i'll talk to you soon thank uh, thank craig for me for uh, for letting you hop on Thank you so much. You have a fabulous afternoon. You too. Bye, Mary. Bye-bye.